And that's what Arnie always said is swing your swing. I think people really misunderstand what Arnie meant about that. Swing your swing. Yes, but you have to know what you do before you do it. You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian and Trevor. With us this week is Colin McCarthy. Colin is a golfer, a trick shot artist, a golf instructor, and you may recognize him from his work on Holy Moly Season 1. Colin was a champion on the show. Colin is one of the few golfers you'll ever meet who can hit the club right or left-handed. He sits down with us to talk about his approach to the game and how you can apply it to your swing. We hope you enjoy this interview. Uh, well, Colin, thanks for joining us again. I'm Jared. This is Trevor and Brian, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. As the true dads we are, I always let you know this is a, a safe space for everything denim and the talent of tucking in a shirt at any time, uh, any shirt, any time. So welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Colin, you know, we've been, uh, we circled this date because uh, we were really excited to talk to you because Trevor here, his whole mission in life is to get on Holy Moly. It's his daughter's uh, big mission for him. So, and that is one of your claim to fame. And, and we want to hear from you about that Holy Moly experience because you are a champion on, on that season one. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I, I love meeting the people more than anything. Um, I was just there to have some fun. And, um, I met a gentleman who lived 20 minutes away from me. No joke. He even moved, he knew my grandfather. So it was, it was, and we had no idea who we, who each other were. Like it was kind of cool. Just that in itself was awesome. And then, you know, staying up late, like 4am cool, man. You know, like, cause we'd go from 9 PM until 5 AM. Like, yeah. I, saw, I, I wondered about that. It's, it looks like they film all the, the episodes in one, one whole night. Uh, no, no, that's just one night. Oh, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They, they, they do that. I had like a week's vacation. Basically huh. I was there for a whole week. Oh, uh, and if you like <clears throat> progress to the next round, obviously, uh, you'd stay. So I progressed to the two next rounds and then I stayed. Um, I had like a, a four day buy or a three day buy and I just kind of went to Hollywood. I drove around with some friends and it was cool, man. I played golf at a couple of golf courses and met up some, with some people out there. It was great. It was an awesome experience. Nice. Yeah. My, I have two daughters, they're seven and nine. And, you know, through the whole COVID thing, we, we'd actually watch season one and then season two came on and we were, we were big fans. And, uh, I actually remember your episode and I was trying to get it, uh, get it, um, uh, for the girls before we talked tonight, but, uh, they, they'd kill me if I didn't ask you this question, but what was your favorite <laughs> hole that you did that, that, uh, and th- during your win there? Oh gosh. Um, oh, there's, mm, I'd say the last one, the, the last, last one? one was definitely, it had like an actual like strategic challenge to it. All the rest of them kind of were like, you just got to hit it straight and hard and get it through the actual area, which is, you know, mainly golf. But, um, I did play a, I did play a hole that they didn't show, um, <clears throat> where I, you know, the slip and slide, the, the polar. Yeah. That's their favorite. Actually. <laughs> that's their favorite. Yeah. I, uh, I, I did that one. Um, and I ran up it, grabbed the rope and then, I was like, I'd look down. <laughs> She's like, I wanted to help her. I just, it one yeah. 
kind of one little like that run up and brutal. grab the rope and step up and people were like what the heck i was like what <laughs> it was, it was kind of funny like i didn't probably because uh, i've done parkour in the past and i've done all kinds of things that helped with obviously knowing how to use my feet and running up slick slopes and it was (laughs) oh wow i I thought that was a lot more challenging physically but uh for most people because they don't you know they're not as aware of what to do with their feet and how to position to start with and what to focus on it's the same thing in the golf swing you you know you position your feet your hands everything um it's Mm -hmm. a it's a learned skill and i think um that was a fun hole you know I, i i did enjoy doing that slip and slide one, but I left my phone. <laughs> I left my phone in my back pocket. Uh, so, <laughs> oh. Yeah. So yeah, little tidbits of behind the scenes, I guess. Um, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Do they have a bag of white rice for you waiting for you to, to put oh, it in? I was fine. I, life proof cases do wonders. So nice. I don't know why people don't have life proof cases. It scares me. People hand me a naked phone. I'm like, ah, <laughs> like I just like my hands like shake. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Hey, Colin, uh, do you have any uh, tips for Trevor on how to get on the show? <laughs> they want um, me on there to make fun of me. It takes, uh, it takes a considerable amount of like, I would say attention or just, they're specifically looking for a demographic to f- the person to fit that demographic they're looking for. So I'm looking for like older or younger, or they have a dog or, uh, they just have something, they have a big beard, something that yeah. that shows individuality is what they like. And that's why I love meeting all the people. Meeting all the people was, the, I think, my favorite thing because they were all very individualistic. They had their own like little thing that they did. There was even like a couple that did mini golf. Like, you know, they, and, and, and it's just really cool to meet everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I don't have a specific thing other than bald dad with a dad bod. So hopefully <laughs> that's desirable and, uh, maybe we'll get on. No, I, I, I like to, uh, kind of play games with my daughters on the golf course and they, they like to do challenges. So they had a little tournament and, uh, we had a little contract. And so if they shot a certain thing, I think it was like a 43 or something, I had to sign up for Holy moly. So one of the daughters got it. And, uh, so I, they, they made me sign up for Holy moly that, uh, that night. And I still haven't heard back, so we'll, we'll see, but, uh, huh. look, you know, we're looking forward to, uh, just watching more Holy Moly's and watching folks like you compete out there. Cause it's fun. And one other question they had was, uh, do you sleep in the green jacket and can you putt left-handed with the golden putter? I, I, yes, I, I do both. Um, <laughs> no, it was funny. Uh, the, the jacket, um, it, it sits uh, nice and nice and snug in my, in my closet. And, you know, it'll come out like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe once or twice. I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, it's hard to put a jacket on a wall, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like to kind of put it on a shelf, maybe you could like fold it or something, but it's kind of strange. So it just sits in my closet with, with all the, all the rest of my coats and, and, um, pursuits and stuff. So it's, it's, it's such a great, um, such a great opportunity to, to help grow the game and make it more fun. And that's, and that's the reason why I went on there, uh, to get a little more, obviously get a little more exposure. Uh, but to, you know, cause if you're not exposed then you can't help more of the game. Right. Uh, but it, it was just, it, it was just so much fun I, and, uh, kind of grateful for 
the experience itself. Yeah. yeah you, any questions you guys have, just shoot away. Absolutely. I mean, you talk about making the game more fun and, and that's you to a T right there. That's the whole thing we, we really want to talk to you about. You have a ton of great shots that you do, but you also do a lot of coaching and you, you coach a lot. I mean, you coach kids, you coach adults. Um, you really do bring that different element to the game. Uh, first thing, I mean, what's one of your favorite trick shots you've done? Oh, man. Um, I always say I have no favorite because they're each individually different. Um, just like golfers, I don't have a favorite golfer because they're each individually different. Uh, but it, I mean, even the golf swing, I love all kinds of golf swings because, you know, um, but uh, I guess the shop through my house took the longest, hmm. um, that took 10 hours, uh, collectively because <laughs> the, it, uh, I almost had it. Um, and then I actually, you know, I had to go and do some other things. And then when I came back, uh, my landlord had moved a couple things. So I had to start over. Oh, yeah. Ten, yeah. 10 hours into a shot. That's really <laughs> impressive. Uh, we also um, liked the through the car one. That one was pretty awesome that you did. Yeah. The small window. Yeah. And that was just, yeah, that was just so, one take, right? Well, the, yeah, of course. <laughs> awesome. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the reason why it took so long is because um, I'll do it for like maybe 30, 40 minutes and try and like, figure it out and like walk around, look at angles, get camera angles. It's more of the setup that takes me way longer because I have to make sure that it's, you know, possible. I don't try something that's not possible. Um, mm -hmm. and the can I think the camera angles took me the longest cause I had to like tape a GoPro to the corner of my, the, like the corner of my wall and, okay. to get mm -hmm. the angle just <laughs> so that people weren't like, Oh, that's, you know, that's not real. Like, um, and I couldn't have anybody follow it cause well, you know, it's so fast. You can't follow that shot. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it took the longest cause of the hurricane that came through. So mm -hmm. when the hurricane came through, um, I would work on it, maybe, <clears throat> I don't know, like an hour. And then I was like, okay, this isn't, these aren't staying. They're not adjusting. Right. I can't get this tape to stay. So I had to, you know, redo it. And then, when the hurricane came through, it ruined everything in my backyard, all the positions I had perfect so that I demo it. I get the pipe to go down. I tape it back to, cause my pipe, the pipe's like 15 feet long. Mm -hmm. So I can't leave my door open <laughs> and cause it was going outside my back door. So there's a lot that goes into setting up a trick shot. Cause it, and that's what I think is the fun part about it. Cause, um, being in, uh, like in having an engineering mind, I wanted to be an architect originally, but uh, I'm not the best at taking tests. So I said, Oh, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? So I love golf. So why don't I go and coach golf since I can coach pretty much anything. Um, and it was fun. So, it, so why not? So um, the, the whole, the whole premise of my trick shots is to show the actual science behind it. And some people do trick shots because they like to show off or they just, because they get, I don't know, bored, which is half my battle. <laughs> Cause I just, I just get like, okay, I can hit that shot over and over again. How can I make this a little more challenging or more interesting? And, um, I guess my trick shots, they seem, um, how do I word this? Um, they seem showy and people don't quite understand why I'm doing them. I'm using them to prove a point. Because the point that I'm trying to prove is that science can be behind any shot that you hit, whether it's a regular golf shot or a quote unquote trick shot. 
Like when I set a camera up and I'm hitting the ball down the camera angle, that's a trick shot. You know, you have to set the camera and you have to get the shot one time if you're on the golf course hmm. or if you're, you're at a driving range a couple times to get it perfectly down the middle of that camera angle. Cause you angle that camera at a certain, at a certain point in the end of the range, you're hitting it dead down that line. That's hard to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just that in itself is kind of a trick shot as well. So, so is golf. <laughs> so do you take golf. that science and you take it over to your coaching? Is that how you approach when you coach your, your golfers? Um, it depends. So it depends on the person. That's why uh, every single session that I have is worded differently with the same premise because everyone understands differently. I mean, you can get really into the actual psyche of it. Um, everyone is, I've taught on three separate occasions. I've taught twins before and both of them were different. So if that makes you really think about how different everyone is at understanding things, because yeah, bottom line, and I'm going to make a big post about this soon. I have enough time um, is why golf isn't played. And the reason why golf isn't played is because it's too dang confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too confusing. The words just, they don't make any sense par. Okay. So let's just forget about what par means in golf and just stick it with what par means in general. So what does par mean to you two? Like just without a golf term. Even. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Even okay. or yeah. Even or or what else? Normal. Yeah, average. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. yeah. Average. Average is the perfect word. Kind of the word I'm looking mm. for. Um, now, what does subpar mean? Less than. <laughs> <laughs> so what the heck are we right. doing? Yeah, it's true. Right. Never thought about it. It that doesn't way. make sense. It makes no. That's why people don't want to play it because they don't want to have to relearn something extra. They want to play soccer. Oh, kick it into the goal. It's not that difficult. You have out of bounds. Mm. Oh, I can't touch it with my hand. Oh, I can't punch anyone in the face. That makes sense. <laughs> it's a good so, rule in life, but, just in general. <laughs> you see, you see what I mean? Yeah. Like this is why golf is not played. Is because people don't want to. It's not that they don't want to spend extra money because they do that and crazy stuff all the time. Mm. But it's the fact that it doesn't make sense. It just it the birdie bogey with an animal. How do I relate to that? So, you know, how do you apply that to kids where, I mean, you have a ton of coaching experience. So have you found a way that you translate it down to kids better? Oh, yeah. Um, Like giving somebody a high. I don't even talk about golf. I talk about what they like because that's what coaching is. I don't instruct people. I'm not a golf instructor. I never will be. I used to be, and and I'm not going to be because I'm not going to instruct someone if they don't understand and they can't relate to it Mm -hmm. because then they're not learning. We only learn from what we understand. That's it. And then the rest are just memorizing because you have blind faith in me. I don't want you to trust me. (laughs) I want you, I want you to actually like learn something from me because you're paying me. You know, like, you don't pay someone to tell you something. That's just, you know, blind trust. Right. But I want you to actually comprehend something from the words that are coming out of my mouth, going to your ears and to your brain. Cause most people just skip the brain part and just try and do what I ask them to do. Mm-hmm. And they don't learn. They're not like comprehending it. Cause I don't want to be your coach for the rest of your life. <laughs> I want you to be good. So you can go out there and be like, Hey, I can beat my friends now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that's what most of my students, they get to that point where they're like, I, I, I understand that if I, you know, try to get any better then you know, I have to spend more money in tournaments. I'd have to, and, and they get it, you know, they, they, they're, they get to their goals, they either break 80 or 90 or whatever it is that they want to do. And then they're good. 
but they what sticks to them is the idea of what their golf swing is. And that's what Arnie always said is swing your swing. I think people really misunderstand what Arnie meant about that. Swing your swing. Yes, but you have to know what you do before you do it. Mm-hmm. You can't just blindly turn your body one way and then blindly turn the body the other way without knowing where the club head is. It's very, very misunderstood the way he said it. A swing your swing. Yeah, yeah. But if if you don't know where the club head is, then how do you know what your swing is doing? How do you know where the ball's gonna go? Um, hey Colin, yeah. um, how did you get started in golf? Who who got you this this kind of passion that that we're hearing? Um uh. And it's kind of funny you ask that because that's the first thing I ask all of my students okay. <laughs> right before, right before any, any virtual in-person course, whatever it is, or I travel to them. My first question to them is who got you started into the game? And my, I was oh, literally I was, grandfathered oh, yeah. into the game. Um, he, oh, your actual grandfather. And, yes. Nice. Pun intended. Nice. So, Good um, Good. That's a dad pun. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Dad jokes. <laughs> I'm all about that. Have you got? By the way, side note: Have you ever guys thought about like, yeah, um, for sure, the 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 golf fathers of golf instead of the godfathers, the golf fathers? <laughs> yeah, like you could, I like it. I like it. Yeah, you could put that. You could put that like as like the icon, but have like the lettering be the godfather, but instead of be the golf fathers. I like that. <laughs> if you see some some name change, then uh, Colin will give you a little credit there. <laughs> yeah, branding expert. It's, yeah, I thought about that when I was about to press um, join. I was like, "Huh, I wonder if they wonder if they ever thought of it." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I like that. I don't well, know. Tell if us, tell us, not already. <laughs> but I want to hear that. How did you get into it? Your grandfather got you in, and when did that start? Um, I guess since I could open my eyes, I don't know. Um, but since I was one. I've been playing golf. I don't know. It's kind of like, that's why I don't really truly know how long I've been playing. I've just been playing my whole life. Um, I I mean, I turned 34 in a couple of days, which I'm, you know, dreading, obviously. It's it's Um, okay. okay. (laughs) I wish I was 34 right now. Yeah. Well, my my body feels like it's like 60, but that's okay. Um, But it's, it's fun to um, understand who brought who to the game. So for the people that, have relatives and their dad or their grandfather, it becomes more of a nostalgic obsession mm-hmm. and an attachment to that than it does. It takes a very special individual or it just takes a pandemic to bring a random person with no attachment to the game. You know, and that's what I think is pretty funny is that a lot of people are playing this game now, ironically, because of a pandemic and COVID and everything. Um, you know, it, it's, it's so ironic, um, to, to be able to understand why people come to the game and, and why people are so addicted to it. Uh, why, why do you both think that people, this game is so addictive? Why do you think it's so addictive? I know for me, it's a challenge every time that, that stinking ball does not go the same way. I mean, so I'm an ultra competitive guy. I want to win and Every time you step out there, I'm competing against myself and I'm competing against, uh, you know, three other guys potentially each round. Right. So, I mean, my wife always asked me that she goes, well, how'd you play? I'm always comparing against the previous score. So that's me. What draws me in. I want to drop that handicap. I want to beat the previous number. You know, I'm always playing that course. Yeah. And for me, it's, um, you know, 
chasing that elusive flush shot. You know, you get that one couple shots around for us weekend golfers, you know, we get them maybe twice around and, you know, we keep looking more forward to the next. And, uh, for me too, it's a social aspect, you know, um, I love, I love my family and I also, you know, love my friends and my, my, that's golf is something that I, uh, can connect, you know, the both with. So, but for me, it's also like Jared said, you know, it's trying to get something. That's the one thing I've played that I've just never been great at, you know, and I always feel like if I can put effort into it, I can get a little bit better, but I've been on the other end where I've seen the progression, I've seen the plateau and now I've seen the regression. Now I'm trying to find ways to kind of, you know, figure that out. And so it's, it's always an elusive goal of getting better with the game of golf. Yeah. And I'd say for me, it's, it's just a chance to go out and drink with my buddies for five hours and get away from the family. <laughs> so it's, you know, and, and not be labeled a drunk. Pretty good. It's funny that you, um, that you say that they're looking for that pure shot, right? Yeah. Um, well, this is why it's so addictive. Um, because anything, so think about anything you put your energy into, okay. Whether it's your kids or, and you see a product come out of it and it's very satisfying. You're seeing like, Oh yeah, they, they, they did a project. They fulfilled it. They got an A and you're proud of them. Well, when you put your idea, hopefully it's within science, um, the idea towards your swing, right? You have to put a, a certain amount of energy into that swing every time. So this is the biggest issue in my opinion as to why golf is so hard, uh, just to, hit a golf ball in general should be relatively simple, but they overcomplicate it because you have to think about something before you do it. Just like, you know, I don't normally think about what I say before I say it. I just kind of say it. Hence why sometimes I'm single and sometimes I'm not, <laughs> but it's the same thing with like your wives, right? You got to think or like, Oh, I probably wasn't the smartest idea. I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, but you have to actually think about what you're doing with that club before you do it. And the segue to this, this is what I'm getting to, you have to make sure that club is even on both sides, okay? Because mm -hmm. the golf swing is symmetry in motion. That's what it is. So when you have symmetry, you have potential energy. And when you have potential energy at the ball, it feels pure because the energy that you put into it, which hopefully you thought about before you did it, the energy you put into it, you're hearing auditorial if you're hitting the center of the club face and you're feeling that potential energy back up the shaft into your hands. Whatever energy you're putting into it, you feel back. That is why it's so addictive to the mind. It's an obsession because of that pure potential energy that's coming back. No other sport has that besides baseball. Almost no other sport, like cricket, maybe croquet, but no other sport has contact to contact with an object. In baseball, when you crack a home run, it feels awesome because not basically it went over the fence, but because of the purity of potential energy that's coming back into your hands. That's why it's so addictive. It's not that it's challenging. Yes, you're competitive. That just adds to it. But the brain responds to that potential energy. And that's why it's so very addictive. It's so very addictive, like food, right? It tastes good. You get a sensation from that. Obviously, different tastes vary. So there are things that you would think are gross, but other people probably not so much. Well, in golf, the pure shot is pretty much for everyone across the board. What that pure shot is, is how much energy you put into it. Well, I have never hit a home run. So maybe that explains why I'm addicted to golf because I've never <laughs> had that baseball swing. Uh, but, but golf, you could feel it. 
it, it's you're right. It's every round it got, you have at least like Trevor said, at least one or two in there that are, it just makes me want to come back that pure yep. strike, <clears throat> that purity, that actual potential energy that you get feedback from. Like, why do people clap their hands? Because it's an applause. It's always been known. It's just making noise <laughs> with your hands. Like we, we somehow see that as a good thing, right? Well, mm-hmm. when we hear, when we hear that, we're wanting to clap harder, the better the actual, you know, result was, right? So just, you know, thinking about the psyche and how the psyche actually thinks about this, this pattern that you're hearing, this loud clap, you're like, oh, I must have done something really good. So you look around to see who's clapping, right? Or a yell. Or like, <laughs> Usually it's me like clapping it's for same. myself. <laughs> <laughs> or do you play by yourself? Yeah, is that it? yeah. no one else sees it. <laughs> <laughs> Or that you're like just desperately looking for like a, a guy mowing the lawn yeah. or someone like, oh, did you yeah. see that? Like, Even a slow clap. Like, that's like the fear. The fear of getting a hole in one without anybody <laughs> noticing is like, that's like a massive fear I had when I was a kid. Like as I was going out, like I'm not going to go play by myself. No, no, I can't do it. Because if I get a hole in one or something, you know, like just that thought. I wasn't an awesome golfer when I was a kid, but still like you bring up my second fear is when I play around with my wife and if she wasn't paying attention and I did get a hole in one, that, that could be a, a big issue. Why were you not filming Why this? were you not watching and filming that? Or she might ask, was that good? And then it gets back to the, do you understand golf? Cause I'd have to explain. Oh, God. That. And she would think it was a bogey. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hey, Hey Colin, uh, let's uh, simplify this game a bit and uh, you do a lot of trick shots and we kind of asked you what your favorite one was. Um, we got that. Um, but if you had one club to play a full round with, uh, what would it be? I don't know. Uh, I could play a full round with pretty much any club. I mean, putter designing the design of a putter, it could be a cast iron, right? Or not cast iron. Um, just a cast head, just in general, you can't have like Mm -hmm. cast versus forge forge would bend cast doesn't, um, it could do it with a driver. So I don't really have like a favorite club. People ask me that a lot and I don't really have an answer because every, every club does something and can do something different yet. They're almost, they're almost the same. So let's say we show up to the golf course tomorrow and I put 20 bucks down. I said, you get one club out of your bag. Like as it stands right now, you're going to throw club. zero on there, Brian. Oh. 20's not going to do it. You need to throw... <laughs> I don't know. 20 bucks. That's like guess. Oh yeah. That's that. That's, that's dead money. Yeah. Um, but just what, what club, what club do you think would get you around the course uh, as with the lowest, lowest score? Uh, it depends on the course. Uh, yeah. Very, oh, all these yeah, you see, you see yeah, what I mean? Okay. It's very, very specific. So yeah. if I do no, like I a it. long course that has carries, right. Then I need like a four iron or I need like, maybe a three wood or if it has a course that doesn't have a lot of carries and, and is shorter or it's a par three course, if there's so many different variables that I have to know ahead of time. And that's how I think about anything that I do in golf, whether it's a trick shot, whether it's a student, I'm thinking ahead of time, what I'm going to do before I do it. Same thing with a golf swing. You have to think about ahead of time. This is a good life lesson for anybody listening in golf. If you do not know what you're doing with the club, before you do it, then you might want to think twice about the swing you make. And I, I say that a lot to all my students is like, if you don't know how far back you're going to take it, then where do you know where your finishes? You know, we ask everyone with their golf tip, but I think you just nailed it right there. Um, you gave us, you know, two great things that combined with the, the sw- know your swing, but you know, in Colin's version, not, not Arnie's version. Right. Um, and, and that also, 
goes into, um, you know, you, I was going to tell you that if you ever need more and you talk about, you know, the, the 20 or 200 bucks, I mean, you could lay out that little challenge of beating somebody left-handed. I know you can swing both sides, but I don't know if everybody knows that about you. Yeah. Well, if you think about the golf swing as a direction instead of your body spinning, which you hear me talk about a lot, um, which I, yeah, I prefer not to use that word, uh, the R word, but it, it gives a false sense of movement for the, the, the individual. They say, Oh, I'm going to turn my body to the right. And then I can turn my body to the left. Well, if you do that, the club's going to go a very wrong direction than what you'd like. It's going to go away from you. It's going to not even come close to the ball. That's why people have a hard time hitting the golf ball with one hand because they use their whole body, but your hands on the golf club, why are you moving your body? Right? Mm-hmm. It's like throwing a ball. I don't use my whole body to throw the golf ball. You just toss it. If it's a little toss and you toss it with your hand, with your forearm, because your hands actually don't have big muscles. They just tendons, which are controlled by your forearm. So if nice. you, yeah, right. It's people like, yo, take your hands out of it. Okay. Well, what does that mean? It's misinterpreted. So much in golf is misinterpreted and it's very difficult to understand golf when you misinterpret something and you don't even know you're misinterpreting it. It's, it's, it's very troubling because it's very elusive. Golf is, it gets a little bit lost in the, the streamline of, um, drills out there that are for different swings and just, it's all, it's all, uh, it's kind of messy, but if you stick with one coach, then I think it'd be a good track for you just in general. It's just, it's go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, yeah, you, you really are are, breaking it down. And I wanted to make sure that we give you that, that chances. I know you do a lot of swing analysis for people, right? If they want to contact you, you can break down their swing. and, And that's kind of one of the things you offer them. Yeah, I, I do. I don't do it quite often. I'll, I'll kind of do it for free because obviously I need to know more about that person before I can actually give a summation of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I need to know like what they can comprehend me telling them. Cause if I just tell them something like they have an engineering background, cool. I can use physics. Right. But if I just blurt out physics to them in a DM, that doesn't help them. <laughs> It wouldn't help it me. Ha- just, it wouldn't help yeah, me. No. It, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't help. I want to help people, and I want to be able to get to everybody. And I feel bad that I can't. And I have so many DMs. I'm still trying to work through maybe 10, 20 a day, and then two or three go on top of it, and then fifteen, then twenty go on top of it. And I just, it, it's so hard to get to everyone. It's very over. Just extremely overwhelming, and I feel terrible because that's how I first started. Is I want to help everybody, but I just can't. And you have to, you have to in a swing analysis. This is why I don't like doing swing analysis that much. I'll give a tip or so, but I'm not going to take people's money. And I feel, I feel kind of bad taking people's money from just a like quick like swing analysis. It, it would take like a 30 minute analysis for me to do, like actually, like physically ask them questions back and forth, take 30 minutes out of my time, then obviously I'd ask for 40 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that that's, that's worth their time and my time. But if I'm giving them a quick kind of tip, which is kind of a bandaid, then I, I'm not a fan of doing that. And when that happens, they could misinterpret even that. And that's the scary part. God, I don't want to mess people up because I've done it when I was a kid, when I was younger, when I, I used to, I coached when I was like 15. That's why I started actually like teaching and coaching because I love to do it. And I messed some people up because they misinterpreted and that's my fault. And that's 
kind of their fault a little bit too because they didn't say they didn't get it because if you don't understand what i'm saying then you got to tell me because that's your job and i said that i have that conversation with my students that if you don't understand what i'm saying it's your job to tell me that you don't get it so i can reword it because that's what a good coach does is they reword and use a different metaphor analogy something a simile i don't care what it is to get you to comprehend what you're learning because otherwise you don't learn at all you don't you just memorize and then eventually after a week you forget about 75% of what you depending on IQ but you after a week you forget about i'd say 75% of what you try to remember if you don't do it every day it's crazy yeah i like that approach i like that uh, approach so Colin, can you tell uh, all our listeners as we're uh we appreciate you coming on. Can you tell them where to find, find more about you and where, where they can uh, contact you for more? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, Colin McCarthy golf on Instagram. I have like some fun kind of lifestyle stuff on TikTok. It's Colin underscore McCarthy or my, my more of my main one will hopefully be uh, YouTube coming soon. A lot more stuff. Um, that's Colin McCarthy golf or it's just Colin McCarthy in general on YouTube. There's a lot of Colin McCarthy. So, and I only have 600 subscribers. So it, it takes, it might take a little while, or you can just go out of my link tree and my Instagram and all my stuff is right there. It's a little bit easier. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And Colin, uh, I just wanted to throw this out there. Uh, you have a standing invite. If you ever come to the Seattle area, I got 20 bucks of your name on it. <laughs> Sweet, One <club> challenge. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions for me? No, man. Uh, you, you really, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Um, you've got a ton of knowledge breaking that down. Uh, we may have to reach out again and do another part to, to break this down even further, but you know, I just tell everybody that you are very responsive. If they reach out, uh, we really appreciate that. So, um, thanks yeah. again, Colin. Um, love talking to you. Love talking golf. You different, de- definitely a, a more in-depth approach to attacking the swing and in coaching up and, being a student well, I, of the game. I appreciate that. And, and for those listening out there, I'm not just trick shots. I, I, um, a lot of people get that like, Oh, he hits trick shots. Ah, okay. Well, I, I use what, what I know based upon it. And a lot of people do that, but being able to explain it and break it down for you. Uh, if you did ask how I did that, sure. So it's the same thing in the golf swings, your golf swing, whatever swing that's out there. Just break it down and simplify it so you understand your swing. That's what's most important to me. You've just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starter's guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time.